Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I will be chatting with Martine Quigley about healing with movement. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and everything glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Martine Quigley, and she is the founder of Happy Yoga, a wellness concierge company that has been serving the New York metro area for over a decade. Resisting the one-size-fits-all motto, Martine and her team of amazing instructors offer private and semi-private yoga, Pilates, stretching, pre- and postnatal yoga, strength training, and meditation classes. In addition, after years of working with survivors of various traumas, Happy Yoga is excited to now be offering Yoga for Healing, a trauma-sensitive yoga practice. If anything, Happy Yoga has taught Martine is that mindful movement is a critical part of the healing process. Welcome to the podcast, Martine. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this and, you know, just how movement helps with healing and it can be any type of healing, right? It doesn't just have to be a physical healing. Um, And, you know, people think movement has to mean, and even people think that yoga has to mean like great big movements or holding them for, you know, 10 minutes each. And that's, that's not at all it. It's actually a lot more simple than that. So I'm really excited to dive into this with you. Oh, me too. Yeah, I, um, it's true. Exactly. I mean, and you're a yoga teacher, so you know, (laughs) um, that it's just, it's really, uh, movement can just offer so much more than just a physical relief for sure. And I never even realized that until fairly on in my teaching journey that I started to manifest clients who had some serious traumas. And, um, I myself know, I think a lot of us, or I shouldn't assume, but I feel like a lot of us yoga instructors get into this field because we realize the benefits of it on Mm. not just like the physical level, but also like the deeper, the deeper level. Like it took me a while to really love Shavasana. I used to run out of the, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my 20s, I was like, I did my physical practice. Uh, I'm I don't done. need to lay here for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that going to do? And now I can't wait for Shavasana. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for Shavasana. Um, and then eventually like your interest grows. And my teacher has always said it. Um, I was trained by initially trained by Dharma Mitra. And he always says like, it always starts with the physical, but then, you know, it grows and it becomes more than that. So then you start getting into the breathing exercises and then meditation, and then you do love Shavasana. So there's like an internal healing and an internal connection that begins to happen through all of those different modalities. And, um, 
going back to my teaching journey in the beginning of it, before I even really, um, when I started happy yoga, I, I didn't have numerous, numerous instructors and I wasn't teaching numerous things. I was teaching two things. I was teaching yoga and Pilates, um, because I actually did my Pilates certification first. And, um, and then I just, I was primarily word of mouth for a very long time. So I manifested a couple of clients who had suffered like serious life traumas. Um, uh, you know, one of them had had like a near death experience in a hospital. A couple of them had lost uh, children to suicide. So like some serious, and I felt like, uh, <laughs> I just was going to do what I was going to do. I felt like I wasn't properly trained yoga for um, healing grief and trauma training came much, much later as I wanted to continue to serve as best I could that community. But I, um, I began to you know, just realize how just the physical movement was really helping them to feel better and get on with their day to get up in the morning, to have more energy, to get out of bed, to, you know, um, I had one, one of my, um, people, one of my clients, I I just like to consider them humans (laughs) instead of clients, people, but one of my humans (laughs) said to me that, she was seeing multiple therapists and she said, the only thing that was helping her to feel good was yoga. And I just found that so interesting, but not to discredit talk therapy, because I think that's a huge part of the Mm -hmm. healing process. But I think that, and there's so, so many studies that show that trauma is held in the body that it, it, yeah. And that just, moving the body in certain ways and kind of opening and it depends. It could be yoga. It could be lifting weights. It could be Pilates, just moving the body in different ways and getting, and just getting moving. You can start to release some of that on a, such a deep subconscious level. It's hard to look at the body. You know, some people you can look at and see things. If you know, if you're a trained practitioner, you can see there's stress held here how someone's carrying themselves, you know, you can see where it's tight and there's stress held there, but then there's other internal layers that we can't see that just moving the body around really helps to begin to open up and peel the layers like an onion and really get to sense of relief and release is the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And so I always love, um, it was just, so I started to realize like on that journey that <laughs> I was going to say, I always love like getting to Shavasana at the end and like the, ah, oh, then they get there and they're like, and then they come out of it and they're like, I feel so good. And that's just such a, a heartwarming feeling for me as a practitioner, but also to know that now they are centered and grounded in their bodies and they can go on with the rest of their day just like that. And I feel like that carries over for a few days at least. So I feel like it's important to balance the talk therapy with something physical. So that's what I'm really Mm -hmm. trying to bring more awareness around is the physical aspect. Um, Yeah. You know, I, I teach a Monday morning class on zoom Mondays at 10 and there's so many Monday mornings where I'm like, Oh, I just don't feel like it. And <laughs> the second I get started, like even just those first few breaths, just centering yourself in the chair or the floor. And it's like, 
oh yeah, this is what I needed. <laughs> and then you're done, you get to the end and you're just like, ah, and you know, I kind of call it the yoga bliss, right? After, after you're done with That's- the yoga practice and you do, you carry it for the rest of your day. It, it like can completely change your entire day. It's true. And it's, sometimes it's really hard. I agree. Even as a teacher, you're right. There are so many, or there was something that happened right before I walked into mm-hmm. teach something that, and, but then it's so rewarding to have something else to focus on <laughs> and just to um, give that gift to someone else and just be present in the room with, or on especially nowadays online, like be present online with other people and focus on them that all of a sudden it, it is like, oh, I'm here, I'm teaching. I feel so much better <laughs> than when I first came into the class. So yeah, it's, it's just as healing for a teacher as it is for a student. It's, I mean, it's such a great cycle of healing that comes around with teaching yoga. And also I still feel that way. I'm a personal train now too. And I also send instructors out as well. And, you know, it's also rewarding to like personal train someone and for someone to feel good in their body. Cause there's a mental shift that happens. There are hormones that mm-hmm. are really during these practices. And that's ultimately like helping with resilience, whether it's just your normal every day, or if you are healing from a specific trauma, or I feel like everyone has some degree of something that they're dealing with mm-hmm. that where physical movement is really important. Um, but yes, (laughs) yes, there are days where it is interesting to try to get motivated and get into that space. And, but, um, I feel like, um, I do feel like yoga for healing. What I've learned from that certification, from that practice, um, I did it through a training called uh, Y4T. Her name's Lisa Danielchuk, and she is also um, a therapist and also a yoga teacher. It's interesting how somatic, there's somatic techniques that come into play with um, a trauma-sensitive or trauma-informed yoga practice. And it's a much slower moving practice it's more definitely, definitely more Hatha based, but a, a gentle Hatha, like a beginner's Hatha based yoga and Hatha based just means that is like the traditional yoga, right? It's for anyone who I'm sure most people know, but for anyone who's just new to yoga, it's like, that's the traditional movement. You would, you, you could hold poses for a long time, but it's just a more, <laughs> it's very more mindful movement. I feel like, especially in the West, we're used mm-hmm. to very flowy vinyasa flow, get heated power yoga. Right. And that has its place as well. And, and there's time and place for that. But for um, a lot of people who come into trauma sensitive yoga, a lot of them haven't done yoga before and, um, or are just really new to yoga. And um, they just want to, you know, obviously find another way to release. So it's, it's interesting, like uh, the class I taught today, the, the, focus was to focusing on your surroundings, focusing on, you know, the floor and the mat beneath your hands, touch, sight, sound, like using all of those different, you know, your five senses to bring yourself into the present moment. And that practice, like just even just like turning your head and looking around the room as you twist 
or focusing on your feet or your legs and down dog, things like that, like just small cues that help bring awareness to the present moment. And just like coming into the room and teaching yoga and leaving our stuff at the door, like (laughs) it's that ability to be fully present in that moment that all of a sudden it just gives you another tool in your toolbox to deal with the stresses that life throws you, you know, in the day to day. So there's just different, I offer different like themes each class and it allows for different tools for people to take with them on their, on their journey through healing. Mm -hmm. You know, and just kind of speaking to, you know, trauma-informed yoga. And, you know, one of the first things I learned in my teacher training, just in general, my teacher training was you leave your shit at the door. You do not bring it into the yoga room or your virtual yoga room. Right. And I've actually like witnessed this in some of the classes I've taken where the teacher comes in and they're like, yeah, I'm not feeling so good today. And so, yeah, we're just going to do this. And I'm like, I don't need to know that. Just, just do what you're saying. Right. Like, don't bring that. Excuse me. I got a a catch on my throat. (laughs) Um, you know, and that I'm so grateful that I, like, that's the first, like, she really emphasized that in her teacher training. And I'm like, gosh, you know, how many teachers have I had who, who bring whatever to class and what does it do? It kind of brings everybody down instead of up. And it's, you know, no matter what's happened before you walk into that class, you just like take a few breaths, ground and center yourself, put on that smile, even if you had a really crappy day and and you go in and help bring everybody else up. And, you know, especially when it's a trauma informed class where, you know, for sure, like, I think everybody carries trauma, uh, you know, no matter who you are, even if you don't think you're carrying trauma, you're carrying some form of trauma. But when you definitely know that you have people in your class who are going through some form of trauma, whether it's grief or an injury or, you know, whatever it might be, it's really important that you don't impose your crap on them. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better way of saying that, um, you know, and it's, it's like, it makes such a difference for you as well to like, take that moment before class and just check yourself. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I have this going on earlier. It's time for class. Now I'm going to be here and present. I'm in the present moment. And I mean, isn't that what we like teach our students every day? Like you're right here and right now, you know, come into the present moment. Like that's what we're teaching them. Meaning, you know, we're, we're, we're a student first, right? We're always a student first. Right. Um, we're always the student and learning and evolving. Um, yeah. And I, I lost my point that I was going for here, Martine, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we were talking about bringing, yeah. Someone bringing their own stuff into the room mm-hmm. or their own issue. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> I, um, it's true. I, well, the truth is it's like you're in the, you're, you are in the field of being of service without a doubt. Mm. And so you have to, you, I feel like, and listen, not, not everyone can do it, but you, but 
I think it's really important that you definitely, I agree hundred percent. Like you can't bring that into the room because you are setting the energy for the space mm-hmm. and for the people that are there to, they're there to move and release stuff as well. Yes. Yep. I forget who said it to me, but someone once said that like gyms are such toxic places because people are really, there just getting their stuff out. Yeah. They're just like, right? mm-hmm. yeah. But I love being at the gym, so <laughs> I guess um, they're getting you know, my stuff out too. <laughs> that's really interesting. Like I, I agree with that 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 most people are at the gym working working out the crap, right? And yeah. but yet I don't really ever feel that at the gym. Like I, I mean, and I'm a very I'm an empath. I feel everybody's energy. Um, but that's an interesting point about the gym. Yeah, yeah, I thought I mean, of it listen. that way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there are much more toxic environments than the gym, but I think, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think it's a great environment. I think it's a great environment. I feel like it's just like, you're all in it together, just trying to like feel good in your body, move stuff around. And then on a subconscious level, you're also relieving and releasing so much stress that, so you can just kind of float through your day, your week. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I, I, um, I think it's really important. I think movement is really important. And I myself also did talk therapy for a very long time. In addition to also always moving, I've always been someone who likes to move, who just knows that my body needs that. And now I'm realizing that, you know, since there, since studies show that so much stress and trauma is held in the body that it, I feel like they should just be married into some sort of, mm-hmm. <laughs> there should right. be, a yeah, I feel like if you're going to offer one modality, I feel like something of the other, and it doesn't have to be, and movement doesn't have to be just, you know, doing one thing. You know, I, I think if you like a variety, like I like a variety, or if you do like doing one thing, then you do that one thing. If you know that that one thing works for you, like some people like let's yoga, for example, some people like love Bikram yoga. They're going to go to hot yoga. They're like, that's there. That's where they feel good. Whereas other people are like, all right, I like to go to the gym. I like to do Pilates. I like yoga. So that's what kind of spawned happy yoga to open up and offer multiple modalities was, I think it's because initially it started with me knowing that I like variety and I know that my body needs different things to feel good. And then I just happened to meet other people who needed that. And then, you know, I brought on instructors who would be able to incorporate different modalities into sessions for people to kind of customize those sessions to fit whatever that person needs on that day. So it's like, if you went in thinking that you were going to go do a heavy lifting workout, but they're really tired, then maybe today's Mm -hmm. the day to stretch and do some Pilates or just stretch and do yoga or, you know, it's, I just don't, I never feel like it's a one size fits all. Like there's one style of yoga, like there's one style of Pilates or there's one style of lifting weights or hit workout or nothing. (laughs) I feel like it really depends on the day. And it's, and in that way, it does become about not just you know, listening to the thoughts in our head, but also listening to our bodies and saying, oh, all right, 
I know I feel tired today, but actually maybe moving around a little bit more would help me wake up more, or maybe I really just need to really relax and just have some self-care and some gentle yoga or yin yoga and melt over a bolster and <laughs> sleep on top of a block. <laughs> you know, and that's movement. Over. That's, you know, like, I just, I want to like make that point here. Like movement can be just like you said, resting over a bolster and just doing some breath work, like that's movement. Um, you know, especially if you are like, maybe you've been sick and you're just finally starting to get back out of bed and, and you don't, you really don't have the bandwidth. Right. Um, or you've been going through something pretty heavy and just, it can be so gentle and, you know, just simply doing some breath work you're moving, you're moving the lung, the oxygen through your lungs. Yes, it's true. And even just going outside and going for a walk. I mean, I feel like we've mm-hmm. all been dealing with COVID. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Especially here in New York. Again, we were definitely all of us hit, you know, everyone seemed to have, or still, or going, we're still going through it. <laughs> and, um, just to, you know, just to be stuck in our apartments and then (laughs) to finally recover and to like get outside and take a walk because New Yorkers, we love to like get outside and go for a walk. A lot of people would just go out, you know what I mean? But it's just like, we're so, we're such a walking city Mm -hmm. that, um, but just walking, just walking and moving and um, breathing, especially after especially after the last two years, you know, we have masks, we have, it's a whole, it's a whole interesting. Yeah. uh, It's a whole new way of being Mm -hmm. basically, but it's true. I, yeah. Like you said, like resting on a block, melting on a bolster and breathing. And that alone allows for release in the body, really feeling Mm -hmm. your ribs expand, you know, really being able to kind of let something else support you also allows the body to open up in certain ways, depending on the shape that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just hearing something the other day about how like collectively our stress level, like that it's going to take like another two years for us to recover from like the chaos and stress that, that COVID, you know, introduced us to. Um, So it's more important than ever to really, you know, stay on top of your own well-being, and, you know, whether that's through movement or yoga or, you know, just getting out in nature, like you said, just going for a walk can just be so refreshing. Yeah. And then just really, it's like, and then those little th- like things that you can throw in, like really looking at the trees, really listening to the birds, listening to the wind, feeling, you know, the ground under your feet, under your shoes, feeling, you know, feeling this, you know, the air against your skin, just those things can make you so present. Um, and what it's like when you're present, right. They say like, when you're present, is there really anything matter? Is there anything Mm -hmm. wrong in that moment when you're present? And it's like, no, right now, nothing's wrong. I'm, I'm walking or I'm sitting here and I'm having a great discussion with you and I'm sitting on a chair and I'm, you know, 
I can feel everything, you know, I'm really conscious of my surroundings and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing yeah. to just, yeah, to, I mean, exactly. You can make it a walking meditation and then there's so many other tools you can throw in there. Again, meditation, you can throw in journaling. It's there's, a, there are things that we're going to need in our toolbox at different times to get through you're right collectively and just individually during this, this time period. And in general, it's life. Life has ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> life has its moments. And the goal is to always in these like trauma informed and traumative trauma sensitive practices to really build resilience. So it's offering mm -hmm. these tools to ultimately build resilience you know, to give you agency over your own being, to really connect with yourself emotionally um, and be able to kind of sit with yourself and know what you need and then make decisions from there and to be more connected with you is the ultimate goal of, of like trauma-informed yoga and really just yoga in general is the ultimate goal to like bring the agency back to yourself and reconnect yeah. with you. Well, Martine, thank you so much for being here today and just talking and sharing with us. Um, I just want to make sure we have a moment to mention anyone that would like to get in touch with you. Your website is happyyoga.com. And as always, we'll have a clickable link in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about what we can find on your website. Sure. So you can find more information about Happy Yoga, um, our offerings. And then I am going to be putting a page up there as we're starting to offer um, online classes, uh, yoga for healing, grief and trauma, Pilates, and um, currently absolute beginner yoga. And we'll continue to expand on that. But um, I, if you sign up for the newsletter through the website, you'll receive all those links, or you can always email me, um, Martine, M-A-R-T-I-N-E at happyyoga.com. And then you can always find us on Instagram, happy yoga underscore happy you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Martine, thank you so much for being here today. This has been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This was great. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it through a membership on Patreon for just $5 a month, which is roughly the cost of a cup of coffee. You can find that at patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.